Thank you for joining us for another night of Dungeons and Dragons. I'm your host and Dungeon Master, Kenny. We have with us the entire party for the Rappy campaign, starting with our Warlock. Hello, this is Elise playing Fistle, the half-elf Warlock. Our Paladin Fighter. Torin, played by James. Our Cleric. Masami, played by Katie. Our Barbarian. Ahanzi, played by Melanie. And our fighter, non-paladin. Becky, played by Tyler. So, when we last left off, you guys were in a orcish bazaar, uh, or I guess more of like an orcish camp, really, that was just like negotiating with some other merchant group. When uh, you all heard the footfalls or hoof falls of some cavalry coming in, uh, Becky was able to identify them as the open hoof, a mercenary unit in this part of the world. And, uh, yeah, what what preparations do you make, if able? Um, uh, does it look like the orcs are, are like, fortifying up a position? Um, <clears throat> so the, the orcs and the merchants are scrambling. Um, organized scrambling, but scrambling. Right. A lot of them are focusing on getting their goods uh, back in the to the carriages. And a solid 50% of the Orcish Bazaar has prepped uh, pikes. Okay. Um, I believe... Well, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stay close to... Uh, um, I, I forget his name. To the VIP. Uh, and I'm going to play a uh, um, black dragon guard to uh, to his Onyxia. Okay. Um, I will prep a a, a radiant arrow to fire when they start getting close because uh, they're not they're not like approaching like they're gonna they're, like they they are full on charging us like trying to kill us. This is not coming up to say hi. This is saying hi with the end of a, sp- a spear. I mean, they're okay. still several hundred feet away, so it's impossible. It's sorry, it's a possibility that they're just urgently coming to you all, but odds are they're probably attacking. Okay, Ooh. I'm going to uh, prepare a uh, um, a radiant crossbow bolt uh, and uh, try to aim for a clump of them when they get closer, within a hundred. Okay. So I'll ready, I'll ready a javelin just in my hand, but I'm not making any kind of aggressive actions. Okay. So as the troop of about 40 or so cavalrymen close the distance, you can see several of the orcs in the center of the bazaar uh, performing an incantation. Uh, And then right around when they seem to come to the peak of their spell, the horsemen split their ranks into left and right, circling the camp at about 100 feet, 150 feet out. This definitely looks like a tactical, like they're trying to surround us and engulf us and attack us, correct? I mean, yeah. definitely, definitely that. 
Um, I mean, I can, like, use thaumaturgy to try to, you know, ground shake and scare them away. Do I recognize the spell that the orc or uh, the orcs are doing? Give me an arcana check. Natural one. I don't know shit. Nope. You're not familiar with it. It's at about this point where everyone is sort of on edge. Um, yeah, everyone's preparing for the clash. But it doesn't come. The You all can get a better look at these cavalrymen now that they're sort of riding around the camp and you can see their sides. Almost every, maybe every other of the horsemen have a person sitting either like strapped to them facing the other direction or are just sitting on the saddle, bound to the saddle, so they can't fall off. And they seem to be all holding a spell of some sort. The fuck? Oh, so... so oh. Mount- Mounted Maybe casters. Um, Whereas the riders all have short bows. Sorry. <clears throat> short bows. And as the circle of the cavalry closes in two... Uh, opposing direction circles. Um, you can hear a horn blow from one of them, and a bunch of the cavalrymen begin to loose the occasional arrow, every single one falling just short of the edge of the caravans. Alright. So they're they're trying to send a message. Um, I'll cast thaumaturgy to, to make my voice loud and, you know, kind of pr- project or yell back. Um, you know, whoa there, what... What can we help you with? You get no response directly, but uh, the sort of head orc that met you all initially sort of walks over and taps his hand on your shoulder and goes, I will address this, little miss. This is my family to protect. Yes, sir. Let me know if there's anything that that we can do. You see the orc sort of strip off the minimal amount of armor that he was wearing and drop his only sheathed sword from his hip. And he breaks the line from the the caravans and the moment he steps outside of the circle, half a dozen arrows whip into the ground before him. Yeah. Any in him? No. Okay, good. So they all, did they all shoot at him or did, was that, what exactly? I yeah, think so that like, would come no closer warning. Yeah, essentially several of the riders shot in his direction and their arrows fell short into the ground. I'm going to kind of flank him, I guess, kind of in a similar way that I guess uh, Becky is, and just kind of say under my breath, uh, just sort of be like, what business do they have here? This is very unusual. They want to attack, they'd be attacking. 
I don't know. Maybe they want something that these merchants have. Maybe they're trying to make a deal. Um, I'm not going to fire until the orc leader does anything. That was also kind of a question to the orc leader, but... He sort of addresses you with a quick look and then just shakes his head. Do uh, I do I culturally get the significance of the fact that he just dropped his armor and weapons and is like, is this is this does this have any kind of extra meaning to me or not? Sure. Uh, <clears throat> to approach in good faith is to approach not ready to fight. Okay, so it's just so, it's just it's a it's a, it's a kind of a, a, a sort of truce. Uh, it's gesture. an olive branch on a visual level. Okay, good to know. Um, you would probably also know the sort of desperation this gesture tends to give off. Uh, oh, yikes. This is like one step below waving the white flag. Yeah, it's, oh. not, it's not full surrender, but it's definitely a rock and a hard place. Yeah. Um, so he extends his arms open and just sort of addresses to the to the swirling cavalry for whom ordered this in common or in orcish in common there's no response you all seem to not wish us harm but you also don't wish to see us leave who bids this? There's no response. Does, uh, does there seem to be any specific, like, uh, leader of the cavalry? Like, is there anybody calling the shots? Make a perception check. And you said that there were people bound in the, the saddles? Yeah, so imagine a person on horseback. And then imagine a person facing the ass of the horse. Mm-hmm. And, like, their legs are almost in, like, leather sheaths to prevent them from falling off the horse. 15 perception check. <clears throat> the troubling thing that you notice about these cavalrymen is that nearly every single one of them is identical in dress. They all have steel skull caps with a black cloth uh, halo at the base of it. This cloth extends long down the sides of their head and back of the neck, uh, to which you can see chain jangle beneath. And their faces are highly obscured by a similar strap of black cloth. You can see just from like the bridge of their nose to the top of their eyebrows. And they are all adorned in, like, leather lamellar armor. Can I make a perception check to see if this is some kind of illusion? Like, are, are they just all eerily similar? Or is this some kind of projection? Sure, go for it.
That is a 17. You detect no traces of illusion amongst them. So they all just showed up here. Kind of shift uneasily, just eyeing the uh, the orc, the head orc. He seems to make the same couple of pleads a couple of times, you know, asking who ordered this, who's your master, why are we being held here? Yeah, but what's your business, you know? And after a minute or so of just you know different versions of the same question, really. He sort of slumps his shoulders a touch, lets his hands clap to his thighs from gravity, and just shrugs lightly and returns back to camp, backpedaling, not turning around. Gotcha. And when he gets back behind the the sort of ring of caravan and carts, he addresses that the people on guard should abandon that. He feels that if they felt the desire to overrun us, they could at any moment and would have done so by now. They, His assumption is that we're to just stay in this location and that is what we should do. I'm going to see if I can try to get... I'm sorry? And just wait until they're ready to talk. Clearly somebody hired them, and clearly they're on orders to keep us here, and they're apparently paid well enough to the point where they don't want to talk, I guess. What I know very well, little miss, and he turns to Thistle when he says that, and he sort of rolls up his sleeve, and you see a series of scarifications on his upper arm, and every one of them is a very symbolized, or sorry, a very specific symbol. Um, and he sort of points to each of them and addresses them, and he names off uh, bandit group names or mercenary company names and say, when an orc caravan knows that they're being targeted, we keep a history. And we spread that history to others. The Open Hoof clearly does not want to blacklist themselves from Orc Bazaar business. Which is smart. So but my patience clearly, is thin. Yeah, somebody clearly paid them handsomely enough to at least make their, make your day harder. Is there anything that you guys possess here? Or that business you would have done recently that would have caused this kind of ire? Tis where my brain lies now. And where it will lie until I find the answer. Fair enough. I will adjourn into my abode and think on this and review the ledgers. If you need me, find me. Otherwise, stay on your guard, but try not to look too intimidating. The last thing we want to do is break the peace. I forget his name. Can I look back at our uh, VIP to see what his reaction to all of this is? Uh, Roderick the Pitless is asleep. Of course. (laughs) What about, um, 12 and 37? Is that the other number? Yeah, 37 is standing right in front of Roderick the Pitless. Uh, his eye sort of sweeping left to right, very much in a guard position. Uh, 12 is nowhere to be seen. Oh, goody. Um, 
Twelve was the what? Twelve was the more the 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 more reactive one, the one who I could like hear the heartbeat of, right? Yeah, that was the iron bark one. Okay, so that one, I feel like he's got more of a sense of maybe what's going on, but that's not a great sign. Should we wake up our charge and let him know what's going on? I feel like he knows he was awake when this happened. Yeah, but he might also be safer if he doesn't know what's going on and stays in one place asleep. I would also not be shocked if he's the reason why they're here. I mean, I doubt it, but it could, it's, it's not outside of the realm of possibility. Okay, yeah, I guess we can tell him. Um, I'll stick by him. Uh, you know, hopefully he won't be able to, you know, wander off or do anything. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and try to try to wake him up. Um. Um, 37 stops you. Uh, and when you sort of tell him why, he laments and reaches over and grabs Roderick by, like, the rib cage and gives him, like, a full-body shake. Nice. Uh, to which he wakes up and goes, Ah! No! Eh. That is not how we discussed that we do that. That is inappropriate. He sort of stands up and dusts himself off uh, and goes, What's the problem? So we've reached an impasse by force. Um, we're stuck here for a bit. Ooh, what force? I gesture to the the massive amount of armed cavalry surrounding the uh, the the caravan, and just sort of like calmly just be like, they they're clearly not here to start anything, but we don't want to give them a reason to attack. So Roderick sort of peeps his head out and looks at all of them, and goes, Ah, yes military force. A strong force, that is. One of the strongest. Do you know about them? Because we're, I mean, Becky mentioned something about a party, having heard something, but we don't, they, they don't seem to be keen on telling the, the orcish caravan why they're here. Oh, I don't know them. You just said that we were being stopped by a force, and I want to know what kind of force is stopping me. And martial force is a very powerful one. That, that, yeah, that's, that's fair. Um, yeah. I, also, we—I don't know where twelve went, and I'm a little worried about. Again, we're kind of we're kind of tightrope walking between them and attacking us and slaughtering everybody. Uh, any idea where he went? Uh, one sec, and he sort of like rubs his eye, and then like flicks some grit from it onto the ground, and it lights up, and you can see a slowly illuminating series of tracks that lead towards the center of the camp. And he goes, oh, he's over there. And he points over to the casters. Um, and you can see that 12 is kneeling amongst the casters, uh, seemingly providing some sort of magic to the ritual. Oh. I, I should have asked what they were doing with that casting. I forgot. 
And Roger just Roger. spouts off. Oh, uh, Windwall. That's a spell to, to deter the archers, I think. Oh, that would be that would be smart. Um, That's helpful. <clears throat> were the arrows that fired towards us stopped by the Windwall, or were they fired? I don't think they finished their ritual yet. Um, I want to go over to the people casting and see if I can offer up any of, you know, if my magicalness can be of any help. Do you have any third level spell slots? Uh, no, I stop at second level. Then no. Yeah, I um, think I'm the only one the third level and I'm saving those for Revivify just in case. Yeah. But <laughs> so once 12 notices you arrive... He looks over to see Roderick awake, and he seems to um, bow his head and leave the rest of the ritualists and rejoins Roderick. Oh, so he's helping out because he's bored. That's fair. (laughs) So, what do you all want to do? I need to figure out why they're here, and also why, like, we, we... Leaving will cause chaos. Staying put helps us do nothing. And these uh, these mercenaries don't want to talk to us. I want answers. I can cast invisibility. That's one of my second level spells. If we want to like send somebody over there, kind of sneakily. Not it. Definitely not it. Would I be the sneakiest of us? I think so. We already tried addressing. What'd you say, Tyler? So we already tried addressing them. They declined to be addressed. I do also worry, though, if they catch somebody in their camp, that they'll freak out. Because the sheer volume of spellcasters they have is it worries me. Yeah. I really don't want to be a pile of ashes, and I also don't pin. And you also don't what? I don't want to be a pin either. Pin cushion. Okay. Roger goes, Ooh, they have a lot of spellcasters, and he immediately sets off to the edge of camp. Roderick. I'm following. I'm not letting him out of my sight. So he steps out outside of the caravans. And just like the orc before him, uh, is responded with several arrows thwipping into the f- ground before him. And he goes, oh. And he seems to, like, lean over and, like, really focusedly look at some of the oh. riders. And he goes, that's very interesting. Very smart. What'd you learn? Oh, those casters on the saddles are holding a spell, a very powerful spell. What's the spell do? It disrupts casting of magic. Oh, Or it can sort of blow away magic that's been cast. So like a dispel or a counterspell kind of deal? I would say... Exactly those spells. 
You're very smart for a cleric. I mean, I can I can do those, so that's that's in my wheelhouse. But thanks, I guess. But yes, they are ca- they are holding the ability to cast that spells. So if they detected that someone was invisible, they would not stay invisible for very long. Good to know. There goes that plan. You all right? Yeah, we're doing the D. Um. What? So we're we're doing. We've got we've got people on. Oh, that's not the TV show. No. (laughs) Hold on, guys. Sorry. That's hilarious. So, uh, do you all just wait, or I'm what is the next thing? I'm going to go try to talk to the Wharf Chief again. Okay. Uh, so you find him in his caravan, uh, and he's just sitting there, sort of flipping through his ledgers, um, talking to one of the other people from the camp. And he looks to you and welcomes you. I guess I'll t- kind of take a seat and just sort of address him once once I can find a stopping space that's not going to be totally rude for whatever he's doing. And just sort of, I I know when you guys welcomed us here initially that I, I got the feeling you were going to ask us a favor. Is Would that have had anything to do with what's happening? I sure hope not. I was I hoping that you could uh, escort some of these merchants back to Detroit. I always forget that that's a thing until we bring out the It's a thing in this world. I hate it. I, I, no, it's amazing and it's cursed. It's great. Um, okay. Uh, do we know if perhaps those... Would the merchants be the reason why they're here? I haven't found that out yet, but I'm sure... I'm sure that... Uh, Whoever the master of these mercenaries is, they'll be here soon. Okay. Um, and if you have any need of us, let me know. I'm trying to keep everybody, you know, in line with how we normally do things, but they're a little bit rambunctious. The orc just nods. Um, in the distance, uh, you hear, and the rest of the party here is much closer. Roderick go, oh, is that Fafino? What? Uh, <clears throat> Roderick is waving happily at the circling mercenaries. Do you know one of them, Roderick? Yeah, that's Fafino. Well, he's gone now, but he'll come back around. Uh, is he a friend of yours? Is, yeah, is it a fr- I'm, I'm assuming I would have probably joined them at, back outside the tent now. Maybe. What's going on? Uh, he goes, oh yeah, my friend Fafino. Uh, does... Would you be... Um, do you... How can you tell it's your friend? They all look the same. Oh, and he like holds his hands up to his face and like sort of frames his hands like he's wearing a scuba mask or basically like so you can only see the part of his face that you can see on them. He's like, there's only one, well, no, 
There's 37 people in the world with a murky left eye and a scar that's diagonally from the left down to the right across the bridge of their nose. And only one of them works for this mercenary unit, and that's Fafino. You know, those are pretty good odds. I'm not going to lie. Okay, how do you, how do you know Fafino? Why are they your friend? Oh, well, I helped him out. He helped me out, like friends. That's fair. Would he be in charge of this outfit, or is he oh, just kind of... I don't know. I think we're all debating whether or not we ask him to go see if he can talk to his friend and figure out what's going on. The apprehension is killing me. Oh my god. <clears throat> so, Say Roderick. Yeah. <laughs> is there any way you could talk to him and see what's going on? Yeah, do you want me to bring him over? If that's not going to fuck up their their nice little circling pattern that they're going on and make them mad at us. Well, I don't know about the second half, but it'll definitely do the first. Wait, wait what's doing the first? That means fuck up the circle. He just doesn't know if they'll be mad about it. I think they might be. I don't want to do anything forcible. Well, because we don't want to initiate a... You know, we, we don't want one of their guys to here and then they were cast magic at them well i'm gonna wait but when this is all over i want to hang out with the fafino i mean if he's down to come hang out with us we still gotta get you to where you're going but i have one caveat roger if he tries to kill us i do not want to hang out with him anymore well yeah that makes sense why would you hang out with someone who wants to kill you i i just wanted to make sure that we were clear on that You'd be surprised how often that kind of shit happens sometimes. You all come from weird places. Indeed. At least one very weird specific one. What, There's Rappi? an old orcish tale about a man named Vegeta. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to. <laughs> it's better than Detroit, but it's it, not by much. It is, but... Yesterday, I had to do a lot of yelling about how Gnome Civil War was not real. I don't know. I read that book. No, the Gnome Civil War did not happen. It's not canon. Stop. Okay. <laughs> I do like the idea of like a Journey to the West style epic in Orc lore, though. Yeah. <laughs> Gnome Civil War, brought to you by the same... Terrific mind that brought you gear crank. Not, not true. One of those things is real and canon in this world, and the other one isn't. Uh, so, a little bit of time passes, and not that much, really. When there is a blaring horn in the distance. That sounds important. Um, to which what direction does it come from? The same direction that the horsemen came from. Okay, so their boss is probably showing up. So I'm gonna I'm gonna head towards that direction, towards the edge of camp, but not obviously to the horsemen. But yeah. At that blowing of the horn, you see that the circles of horsemen stop. Their archers all trained and ready to loose, but don't. 
a portion of them opens the direction that they came from. And in the distance, you can see a palanquin being brought by uh, a series of wheels. So it's kind of like a palanquin carriage sort of thing. Got it. Uh, Being brought down by uh, two aurochs. Which, for those that don't know what that is, uh, those are essentially like dire bison. Okay. Okay, what's a palanquin? Uh, here, I'll find a picture. A chariot, isn't it? Like a Roman-style chariot? No, no, no. no. Uh, a palanquin is like a device to carry royalty. Oh, oh like, like Indian elephant. Carry. Okay. Oh, that thing. That's what I was it. it was, but I didn't want this to be a gazebo incident where I try to fight it. <laughs> no, good on you. That'd have been hilarious. <laughs> Bad on you. I wanted it's it hilarious. Actually a mimic. We get to what fight it anyways. Uh I don't know. Like twelve. <laughs> I like those odds. We can take them. So it Let's looks like with... the boss finally showed up though. This one. I like this one. Nice. Fancy. So kind of like that um, <clears throat> in design, except it's on wheels. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> it's being pulled by these, like, dire bison. These, like, big fucks. Yeah. As it closes the distance, the... Uh, there's a single command from one of the horsemen. And at that yelled command, that's sort of like a, like a, almost like a yodel sound. All of the archers, uh, fire their last, their last arrow that they have knocked into the ground next to their horse. And then stow their, their, the stow their bow. Oh. That's extra as hell, but okay. Uh, it's not sticking in me, so I'm not mad. It's a very flexed entry. Oh, yeah. Weird flex, but okay. So, so nothing much happens until the palaquin arrives. I'm uh, assuming that the somebody's gotten the uh, orc leader at this point to go yeah. and talk to whoever this is. Yeah, they're, they're all gathered on that side. With a series of um, the other orcs sort of perimetering the camp just to be safe. Safe? Safe. Safe and safe. (laughs) But the palaquin turns and the door opens and what steps out of it is a young, maybe like early adolescence, uh, dragonborn with white scales. She is dressed in very nice uh, attire, um, diamond and white gem studded dress across the bottom and the top, uh, and a pair of soldiers that are unmistakably Rustorf mercenaries, one okay, on either so side of her. Got money. Whoa. 
Okay. The three Roderick of them. Girlfriend. I'm sorry. I'm, I asked Roderick if that was his girlfriend. Roderick shakes his head and goes, "No, but I do know who that is. Don't you?" Nope. Don't think so. Do I know who that is? Do you know who that is? Yeah. What's the role for it if Here. I know who the fuck this is? History. I think it's a total of three. Okay. 15. Ooh. 19. <laughs> Zero. I, I rolled a natural 20. But I'm not proficient in history at all. <laughs> I was mostly just rolling it for shits and giggles. Alright, so I have so, uh, 19 from Thistle and a 20 from a Hanzi. It'd be it? a 19 for me, technically. I get a minus one to intelligence. <laughs> nice. Alright, so a pair of 19s, yeah? Yep. yep. And a 15. So th- and a what? I got a 15, but I am proficient in it, so. That's 15's not enough. Well, okay. So 15 will tell you the same thing that that it'll tell them, which is not the full answer. Um, so the three of you know that if you're like, okay, rich, regal, white dragon person around here, but she's way too young to be the queen of Detroit. Oh, Wow. So the huh. princess of Detroit then? Is there a princess of Detroit? I didn't you even know. know what the queen I don't I did I forgot what the queen of Detroit was like, so Haley. So <clears throat> uh Roderick sort of joined by twelve and thirty seven sort of Stand a few feet to the side of the orc, but let the captain of the orc step forward. Uh, he takes a knee in front of her uh, and bows his head and then stands up and says, To what grace do we have to see the queen once again so soon? Oh, I will and hey. it, like drop down into a curtsy that's probably not very good. I'm staying far enough out of this exchange that I don't feel like I am required to do anything at this point, but I'm just going to stand here and be awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She, the person who's been referred to as the queen, simply smiles very softly and bows her head. um, And she approaches the orc captain uh, with the rust dwarves now a few steps behind her. Um, and she says, I'm terribly sorry that we had to resort to such methods as she sort of, with a hand gesture, addresses the mercenaries. But amongst the merchants in your company, one of them has in their possession something very close to me that should not have been sold. And I'd like to request either it be returned or that I may at least purchase it back. To which the orc captain nods and says, of course, your majesty, what is it that you have has misplaced itself into our care? 
uh, and she describes a very simple uh, statuette um, that she expresses has great emotional value to her. And the moment she describes it, you all can hear rustling in the back of the camp. Uh, and one of the cargo carriages. Does it sound like somebody furiously digging for something? Yes. Can I go see who's digging for what? Yeah, you find a paunchy, kind of grubby merchant fellow, not part of the orc caravan, um, trying to stuff something into a chest. What you got there, bud? He sort of flips around with a pistol crossbow in his hand and goes, uh... What are you doing? What do you want? Uh, the salvation of everybody here. What about you? That sounds good. Oh, that's great. I, I believe you may actually be able to help quite significantly with that. <laughs> you know, just a bit. Yeah. Just a tad. yeah. What do you? What do you mean? Um. She got just can, I, can I make an inside check? I mean, I, I, Tyler, Tyler can definitely tell. Can Becky tell that he definitely just shoved that statue into the chest? Do I have to make an inside check for that? <laughs> I mean, you can assume if you want. Hang on. <laughs> That's a three. Well, I guess I don't know if I, how you could help us, but uh, um, you know they're, they're looking for a statuette. <laughs> obviously one of the merchants that was traveling with them correct yeah i'm gonna just go over and open the chest he shoots you with a pistol crossbow cool um uh does i guess a, he needs to roll to attack then i was gonna say yeah does a 19 hit you 19 hits all right you take four points of damage and okay. he in a panic drops the pistol crossbow shaking I pull up the the crossbow bolt, I pocket it, and I continue opening the chest. How right, he just sort of falls to the wayside. Um, about how undaunted you are. <laughs> I'm going to make my way over there if I can see any of this going on. And not stealthily, but I'm going to come up like right behind the guy if I can. I think he's in his... He's in his... Yeah. Uh, uh, Okay, that's He's fair. Well, I'm I'm wagon. gonna stand behind him either way. <laughs> yeah, he he as a as Masami sort of cracks open the chest, um, Ahanzi, you see this sort of grubby merchant type in a cold sweat, scraping his way out of the caravan. Hey, Ahanzi, can you can you be a deer? I, hold him yeah, down for me? I was gonna say I am gonna. Use he was the being quite rude. Nothing to use at all. I get advantage on grappling. <laughs> um. I'm just, I'm, so I'm just gonna restrain this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I roll. You don't have to. Okay. <laughs> uh, barbarian once, versus merchant. Yeah, that's not gonna be a fair fight. Uh, like, once, I just want to pick him up by the scruff, more or less. Go ahead, Torn. I was going to say, once Ahanzi has him, I'll slap manacles on him. I've got a pair of manacles. Okay. So, yeah, he's, he's uh, hoisted 
and clapped. I'm really, I'm really just envisioning that one part in Terminator 2 where Arnold lifts up the little kid in overalls. That's that's good. <laughs> I'm adding one like, what do I do with crossbow this? bolt to my inventory. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, he wets himself. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, and uh, some of the orcs have noticed what's happening. Uh, and as they sort of approach the party, a couple of them um, have bundles of rope. And uh, sort of either say, you all can do it, but uh, we'd like to. Oh, go. But be our, be our guests, honestly. Um, do I find the statue that we, they were talking about in the chest? You do. Cool. I'm going to take that out and bring it back out to where the initial confrontation was happening. The moment if you, you want put your hands on it, make oh, a fuck. charisma save. Oh, fuck. No, no. <laughs> Torin's over here, though, right? So I get a social bonus. <laughs> Torin's no. definitely over Except here. you're thinking of a much higher level paladin. No. You get nothing. Yeah, Torin doesn't have uh, no, that. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking of your. I'm thinking of Arden. your paladin. The yeah. other campaign that does that. Aldrich. <laughs> that so, is uh, actually twenty because I have an eighteen plus two. Okay. Hey. Um, you feel lighter on your feet. You feel pretty. Uh, you have a temporary magical reinforcement to your charisma. It's up to. Up to what? Is up by two. Oh Get shit! Over. So I actually have a I have a flat charisma. I don't have a because the good news is I'm proficient in charisma saves because otherwise that'd be a negative to my roll. <laughs> I don't. I'm going to immediately stop touching it, um, and put it in some sort of. Do I have a cloth or I've got like a headband. I'm going to put it in my headband so I'm not touching it directly. I mean, there's tons of silks and shit in this chest that you could wrap it up with. Oh, or just take the cast. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just spend a spell slot and cast Identify. Yes, this is a cursed idol that uh, that's all you really get. But there seems to be a benefit to keeping it in close proximity to someone for a long period of time. I want it. Give it. No. Want charisma. No. <laughs> Do you also want to be full of arrows? Do you want explode? <laughs> I will go and I'm gonna return it, bundle up in the in the silks, back out to the the, the group, and be like, uh, "So I accidentally touched it, um, but I think I'm okay. But also get this thing the fuck away." <laughs> <laughs> so one of the orcs takes it and brings it to the captain who un- it. unwraps it enough to show yep. the statue to the queen and he says is this the item you've requested and she very like uh, very happily claps her hands together and goes yes that is it uh, he wraps it up and says here please for the trouble we've caused and she goes she takes it and hands it to one of the dwarven mercenaries behind her and then goes, no, that will not do. Yes, you have caused some distress in my life, 
at the same time, I have responded by also putting distress on yours. And it is inappropriate to do business with good orcish people without doing business with orcish people. In turn, I intend to pay the full value of the statuette. To which um, the other dwarf mercenary unloads a sizable sat sack off of his shoulders um, that clinks to the ground and it looks like a fucking potato bag. Mm-hmm. Um, potato bag of coin. Yeah. Uh, and it basically has a dollar sign on the front of it, for fuck's sake. <laughs> it's full on a, it's a full straight up money bag. <clears throat> and Is there yeah. a bell ringing when they set it down? No, <laughs> but it does jingle with the sound of hundreds of gold coins. And the orc smiles and says, I'm sure this will be more than sufficient to cover the cost of the statuette. I'm very much blessed that you have joined us with business today, but if you could have your mercenaries adjourn, I would be only more pleased. To which she nods and looks to one of them, the one who made the yodeling earlier, and gives a simple, singular nod. To which... All of the open hoof take away. They just flee. Bye. As if dispersed by the winds themselves. Oh, he didn't get to say goodbye to his friend. Or Roderick didn't. Because I guess I'm assuming Roderick's friend also fucked off. But that's, yeah. So we now have this uh, fucking, I will say, uh, by the way, I got shot. Uh, I'm not too annoyed by it. I, Can I'm, I I'm go just home? this after the after the queen leaves. I got shot with a crossbow. Can I go home? <laughs> I got shot by a crossbow. Uh, can we? How do we deal? How would you like to proceed with the man who shot me? Because I think that was quite rude on his part. So yeah, he was. He's been brought to the front, yep. and uh, the queen approaches him. And she seems like she's about to backhand Divine Smite. <laughs> I mean, I'm a little annoyed with him, but I mean, obviously she she's the first in the line to have people he's pissed off, apparently. But instead, she rests uh, her hand on his shoulder and says, Master So. I'd like you to take a knee, please. To which uh, he says, of course, my queen. And he takes a knee. And then you can see her sort of grab her skirt, her, like, dress skirt, and, like, hoist it up. And then she knees him in the chin. Oh, gosh. I like her. Torrin's in love. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And you can hear a wet slap hit the ground as he seemed... To have bit off the tip of his tongue. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> well, I I, I have a love. respect for whoever this lady is. I mean, she, I know she's the queen, but like also like okay, this is a royal <laughs> royal who actually okay, I respect that. She addresses the captain and says, "You may handle this person however you wish. He's not welcome back in Detroit. Uh, if you'd like, I may have my guards here attend to him." unless you have plans yourself. To which the captain says, I have a plan, my liege. Please, enjoy your ride home. 
To which she nods, gives a almost like cute curtsy, uh, and then turns around and excuses herself, followed by her rust dwarf guards. <laughs> she gets back in her palanquin, and it turns away and begins to ride off. Right. Well, I'm just gonna um, do a quick healing word on myself because that actually did sting a bit. What? Uh, what? Uh, what are we gonna do with him? The orc captain um, picks him up, undoes his bonds, uh, and asks if he can talk. The merchant nods and says, "Yes, I can." And he goes, I will give you a choice. You may either run or you may be forgiven. Which would you like? Do I know the context of what is actually being offered? Because yes. I definitely feel like... <laughs> you know that if this merchant flees, he'll be branded uh, as someone not to be done business with by any Orc Bazaar for the rest of his life. If he chooses to be forgiven, he will be beaten to, to the brink of death, uh, given a good night's rest and a plate of food in the morning. He will be left behind. Okay, that's... You know what? I like that. But Violent, you know, yet hospitable. It's <laughs> honestly the whole brand. I am obsessed with how orc culture works in this in this world because this is just my brand of bullshit. Thank you, Kenny. You for this. They'll break your arm, but they'll also give you a sling. <laughs> Look, you it's 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 eye for an eye kind of shit where it's like you fucked with our shit. We're gonna fuck you up. We're not gonna you know we're, we're gonna we're gonna make you you're gonna learn your lesson the way you're gonna if if you can't learn it when. You're, when we're being nice, you're going to learn it when we're not. <laughs> so, um, the next thing that occurs is several of the Orcish uh, Bazaar members set up a dirt-padded circle. Oh, um, did he pick Forgiven? Oh, no, they just start to do that. No. Uh and the merchant says, "I, I know, I know what the means. I, I choose, I choose to run." And then the orc just goes, like gestures to the open fields, and goes, "Then your punishment is already over, and has never, never even began." Boo! And with that, the merchant runs away. Oh, I was gonna punch him. Oh well, that's fine. Hey man, I didn't want to go off brand with this guy. He's chicken shit through and through. That's fair. That's fair. Also, that slight pang of like, oh, we don't get to. Oh, he literally got sent away running with pants and minus a tongue. So, lesson learned, maybe. I don't think so. Let's be honest. Was so, he the only merchant with his cart, or were there other merchants with him? Uh, that was the only merchant 
to that cart. And I'm assuming since the queen didn't have any beef with any of the rest of them, the rest of them are probably fine, but have definitely learned their lesson about fucking with... <laughs> fucking with any of these people. Yeah, literally more bite off more than you can chew. <laughs> so who's seen Roderick? Oh no! Can I uh, see Roderick? No. Do I see 12 or 37 anywhere? Nope. Shit. Thistle, weren't you the one? Oh. Can, I, can I try to figure out where he went? He yeah, how would you like to do that? I'd like to see if I can find any tracks or like ask ask people like, hey, did you see two giant things go that way? We are very fired. <laughs> I, I would like I would like to use survival to try to track him down. Is that right? I... Sorry. That's a 16. You're able to find the very obvious tracks. Um, they swoop around the perimeter of the camp, around the outside, back towards that one merchant who ran away. Uh, his cart. Uh, okay. We to keep it, don't we? Yeah, I was going to go through it, but I felt bad about it. Oh, I don't. It's it's scavenger's law. He, he did us a disservice. We get to keep his stuff. Uh, we're still amongst the orcs. I don't know how they'd feel about us going through another merchant stuff. Make them feel uneasy about us. I mean, they get first dibs, Ob. Are they taking first dibs? Um, so, you don't know yet, unless you stop to ask. Actually, yeah, what, what is the protocol at this point? I have no idea. Like, Katie, the player, doesn't know. And neither does Masami. Fair enough. This sort of thing is somewhat irregular. Most people aren't stupid enough to try it. Let's put it that <laughs> way. I feel like even if there is anything in there worth taking, it's probably more the Orcish caravan than it is ours. Oh, absolutely. So, I'm going to stay away from Well, we, we need to find Roderick first and foremost, so... If Roderick's yeah. in there, we need to find Roderick, because that's actually the whole point of us originally being here. Oh, that's right. Yeah, can I'm assuming that he's going to be Roderick's in there. I'm sorry, what was that, Thistle? Um, I'm just assuming that he's like going to go say bye to his friend. So, he's inside the caravan, and you all see that there is one of those horses from the open hoof is stationed between 12 and 37. Oh. Roger got his friend back here. So inside the cart, yeah. Um, the two of them are eating dried meat, uh, and they are joined by a very beautiful young elven woman. Uh, hey, Roderick. He uh, turns around and goes, Hi! Would you like some mead? They have mead in here. And he opens up, like, holds over... Uh, little like mug full of mead sure i'll take it and i take it um who, who is your who are your friends he gestures with a uh clap to the knee he goes this is fafino i told you about fafino remember fafino and he the that guy has like his face revealed and he sort of 
smiles and nods. And yes, Mr. Roderick has told me about you all. You seem to be his caretakers for the moment. Yeah. And he keeps leaving us behind, even though he knows that we're his caretakers. Young miss, I've known many horses, and not one keep up with Roderick the Pitless. We're slowly figuring that out. I don't think it's that slowly, but we're figuring it out. <laughs> uh, and then the elven woman says, My name is Lahans. I'm from, well, same as Fafino. I am partnered to him. Oh. I'm going to guess that he's one of the mages. Is that a safe assumption? Much so, of Fafino uh, is covered in, like, heavy black cloth. She's covered in, like, heavy navy blues. Nice. Just gonna let the conversation progress, like, organically. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. So I'm letting Fafino take as much as saddlebags can carry. Okay, um, I don't, I don't know if the orcs are going to care about that. I don't think so. I like them. All right. I, I personally have problems with it. Oh, are you all going to do the thing that the chief wanted? Uh, well, he was offering us food. Potentially do it. Um, he mentioned. Well, he mentioned to me that he wanted us to help shepherd the other merchants that they had with them. Was that what he told me? Yeah. That there's a couple of those merchants. Some of them are going back to Detroit. And he wanted you to escort them so they didn't have to turn around and go back. Gotcha. I think we might have to turn down the orc guy because that's the opposite way. Detroit is literally on another. So, no. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, we're already under a contract, so. We're under a contract? I mean, yeah. Oh. We're literally the thing that we're in the structure for all of our jobs. No, I thought you you meant we had agreed to to help shepherd the merchants back already. I was like, what the hell did that happen? I'm gesturing to Roderick the Pitless, who we are currently under contract to get somewhere. Yeah, I feel like we can take up any other jobs that are on the way, but... He's going to be our number one priority. So if, like, the merchants or whoever, you know, don't mind taking the long way around and going with us. uh, You mean going with us until we take them back after taking Roderick where he needs to go? Yeah. But I feel like by that point, it's going to be faster for them just to do a a loop. Yeah, but, you know, I'll still want to offer it to them. I don't know if we'd be compensated enough. Yeah, we're already contractors under hire at Redbeak, so... Boss might have a problem. Boss would not want us trekking halfway across the continent for somebody he, else, I don't think. He trusted us with his, uh... With, with, with a very special job, and we have to make sure that we, uh... We have this as our main priority. We are all... Or less. What'd you say, Melanie? We are also trekking more or less through wilderness. Right. Falling directly. 
Yeah, caravan would 100% slow us down. But anyway, I guess we could go back and talk to uh, the orcs and let them make the formal offer if that's still on the plate. But, you know, there's now one less merchant to worry about, so maybe that was the only guy. I don't know. No, he probably he wouldn't be going back to Detroit if he had stolen or missed. Well, and, and the queen just said he's not welcome back. So. True. He's not been welcome back in a lot of places just in the past, like, hour. So we're, uh, we, we initially were just going to get some food and then he was going to make us pay for the food by doing something for him? No. The, the hospitality is free, but it's offered typically as a gesture of going to ask us for it. Ah. It's literally being wined and dined before they make a request. Ah, well, we're going to have to turn that request down. But I will take their food. Good food. I missed, I missed the cooking. <laughs> so yeah, I'm okay being wined and dined. Yep. All right. So, what do you do with this situation? I don't know what the protocol. I mean, he's letting. So Roderick is letting these people just take shit from the merchant's caravan that left. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Roderick, on who, on uh, uh, who, on whose authority are you doing this exactly? Cause, oh, uh, mine. I don't think the best one. And why do you get to tell people to give other people's stuff to other people? Because my judgment is pitless. <laughs> he seems very proud of that. The, there's a very audible facepalm from Asami when he says that. Which means that he was successful in, in his delivery. Here, I show. Get out. Everyone get out. Okay. Why? I get out. Um, and so he, uh, he he climbs out of the carriage, caravan. Or the, yeah, no, the cart. The covered cart. And uh, says... Fafino, do you think your horse is strong or fast? And he goes, more fast than strong, but but strong. And he goes, good, good. <clears throat> uh, can I see a couple of arrows? And so he, Fafino hands Roderick, like, six arrows. And uh, you see Roderick sort of, like, take a pair of arrows and, like, rub them together until he has a fat stick in his hand, like a like a long dowel rod. Okay. And then he adds a third arrow to it, and, he, and then he has like this sort of weird pole with a pair of fasteners on either end. And then he does huh. that again, and then he attaches the cart to the horse and goes, now he can take everything. Huh. Okay. Do you want to check with the orcs? I don't want there to be any unneeded You're still aggression. taking stuff from this caravan that was nice enough to let us come and eat with them. Because technically, I think this falls under their stuff because it was abandoned property for them. Well, I know what I want to do. You think that you all have a better idea, but you're not sure. So I'm sure you're not. Are 
you going to pay them back for the stuff that you're giving away? Are you going to see if they care? I mean, I'm going to check regardless. Well, would they be? Would they? They probably wouldn't be mad that the the his friends are here in the first place, considering they didn't. You know, they were they were chill about everything. I'm going to go talk to the work leader. Fuck. Uh, he's relaxing with a um, mug of ale um, in that padded out little circle where everyone seems to be congregating. And he goes, ah, what news? Everything's uh, all that resolved quite nicely. Um, I have a, um, my my charge, the, uh, the, gen- the young gentleman that I'm traveling with. Um, actually, I don't know if he's young. He's a smaller gentleman, not the, not the half elf, the other one with the strange golems um, seems to be keen to give away that merchant's belongings to some friends of his that were with the mercenary company but I didn't know what if that was spoils that now belong to you and yours as long as he pays for it we all we were going to do is just l- drag it to the next town and leave it okay what would you say would be a, a, a equal recompense that he owes you for it tell him and I think this will be interesting. Tell him to pay me what he thinks it's worth. Okay, that's fun. I like that. And I'm gonna go. I'll go back and tell um, Roderick. Yes. So, yeah. What did he say? He said he wants you to pay him what you think it's worth. Ah! You people are so confusing. I don't know what this is worth. Fine. You know what? I do know what it's worth. And he rips up a patch of earth with his bare little weak hands and then he like pushes it together to make this like big meatball of grass and dirt and he like begins to cast a spell while holding it okay this is happening and then he throws this glowing ball of earth maybe 15 feet away and the dirt transmogrifies while it flies through the air, and as it lands, the light and magic fade from it until it is a carbon copy replica of the cart and all of its contents. Okay. I mean, that's literal, but I respect it. (laughs) (laughs) That's very strange. Is that illusionary, or did you just straight up make that? I made it. Well, I mean, you can make an illusion. It can look like it and not be the thing. I'm not... I know I'm... I know I'm just a cleric, but... Well, you asked if it's an illusion or did I make it? I make it. Okay. Thank you. That that would be... I would assume quite literally bought and paid for then. Good. And he sort of throws his hands up and goes, So exhausting! Safino, you can take the stuff. I paid. Fafino is laughing as he tips back his uh, mead, um, throws Roderick the cup, and bids his partner to join him as they leave. All right. I I don't know how to react to that. Yeah, at this point, you know what? Adult life is already so goddamn weird that this might as well happen. (laughs) I'm requesting a raise get back (laughs) 
uh, well, signing bonus. Roderick the Pitless is all frumpy, and he walks over to Twelve and goes, Twelve, I want to go to bed. And so Twelve just, like, holds up one of his hands, breaks off the first knuckle of his finger to pull back and reveal a wand behind, and just zaps Roderick the Pitless with a wand, and then puts the finger back, and Roger just falls asleep. Holy fuck. <laughs> he just has a sleep spell at the ready for... Okay. Alright, then. Now we don't have time to unpack all of that. <laughs> I have trouble falling asleep. Quick, hit me with the chloroform. <laughs> I mean, it's better, like, the back of his literally has... to knock him out. I can't tell if he would literally have issues sleeping or if he just is like, this is the most direct solution. <laughs> both. It could be both. <laughs> so 12 picks up Roderick um, and uh, sets him down near where he was sleeping before, where 37 then rejoins his guard-like position. I need a drink. I just I'm gonna I'm gonna go eat and drink and just let today be a thing that happened. So yeah. you all join the Orcish caravan for a real party of an evening. Um The food is spicy and hot and the drinks are ice cold and it's just a beautiful feast of the eyes, the ears, as the music plays and the fires roar through the open night. It's a real, real good time. And as things sort of begin to wane into the evening, the orc leader sort of gathers the group up and asks you the question that you've been expecting to hear. Would you all escort some of the nearby, some some of the merchants that are amongst us, not with us, back to Detroit. I'm afraid we will have to decline, unfortunately. We are currently on... Uh, I'm sure you've met our our friend, our charge. Uh, we are currently escorting him uh, in an opposite direction. Our boss doesn't like it if we... Uh you know, divert our attention away from what he's assigned us to do. And if you couldn't quite tell, um, our, our, our charge is a little bit, uh, eccentric. Um, a bit of a handful, but quite, yeah. <clears throat> Anyone who walks a path as lonely as that little man does is bound to be eccentric. I understand. I appreciate you all being honest. And not taking the job rather than taking it knowing you shouldn't and suffering consequences otherwise. But in, our, in turn of our hospitality to you all not being able to help us, I raise a glass. And for everyone here, and like there's still like 20 other people still awake, you owe each of us a drink when we next meet. Ha <laughs> ha! And he takes a big tip and drinks the rest of his drink down. Seems like a fair change. I, I return in kind. I, I do. I basically just down whatever I'm drinking. 
I'm starting to get where I got the wine mob vibes for, for this character. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's half a promise, half a joke, really, with that. Um, but the rest of the night continues to be a, a, a real party. Um, you know, and uh, Roderick sleeps through the whole thing. Amazing. I'm going to, at some point in time, probably half-drunkenly uh, attempt to turn the crossbow bolt that got stuck in my leg earlier into something else through <laughs> through clerical means. Okay. Like, just artisans blessing it. What should I turn it into, guys? Guys, I want to turn this into something cool. What should it be? A statue. A corkscrew. <gasps> I like the corkscrew though. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm straight up gonna use my channel divinity to turn the the arrow into a into a fancy corkscrew. To a bitching corkscrew. <laughs> Just a bitching wine stopper. <laughs> nice. A wine aerator. Nice. Nice. <clears throat> so you don't need a stopper if you finish the bottle. You do need a corkscrew <laughs> if you want to drink it though. Right. That's so. uh the night rages on, and you all eventually, I assume, find sleep one way or another. Yay. Yep. Uh, I'd like to keep one eye on Roderick. Okay. Make sure he stays asleep. Yeah, can I, like, sleep right outside his tent? He doesn't have a tent. Uh, can I just sleep? a little bit of rope around his ankle and then tie a little bit of rope around my ankle so now we're connected so if he tries to wander off drag me along with him you do Good have to do that in front of his robot and That's i would fine. probably suggest the twine over the over the rope yeah the twine's fine uh, i'm, I'm half drunk and asleep from doing that 37 what stops you from doing that i'm gonna look at 37 and go you know him. You know that he doesn't stay in one place very often. We need to make sure that we know where he is. This seems like the easiest way to let me get some restful sleep so that I can be at my very best tomorrow to help protect him. He grabs know? the piece of twine that he cut away from your hand. You see him raise it up to his helmet and like a little icy mist peer out through the visor and freeze the twine solid, and then you just see him snap it and shake his head. Well, I'm going to erase one foot of twine from my inventory. Um, oh, no, oh. you have 999 feet of twine left. I know, I got a lot of twine. I got to use it. And I have my magic rope. Um, okay, 37, will you wake us up if he goes anywhere? 37 nods. I stick out my pinky. You promise? 37 nods, again. Have you ever done a pinky promise before? He, 37 raise, raises his hand and shows you that he has no pinky. <laughs> we'll just shake on it. I'm going to stick out my hands. He takes your hand and almost crushes it as he shakes it. Okay. <laughs> I'll go to sleep. All right. The 
party is awoken with uh, the sound of, No! No, you cannot! Uh, Said by whom? The orcish leader. Oh, okay. Nope, yeah, nope, I hate that. <laughs> Alright, so some of you bleary eyed, but. I all go of from you... half hungover to still hungover, but panic hungover. <laughs> right. To awake, uh, and can see that um, the orcish leader is talking to Roderick the Pitless and oh. is saying, No, you may not do that. That is not how we respect our dead. Oh, dear. Uh, I'm going to immediately attempt to go over and defuse the situation, because God help me. Yep, going with you. I'm I'm right there as well, mostly just because I want to know what the fuck's going on. Um, so you get this, the gist from some of the other orcs talking around in camp that Roderick was prying the caravan leader for where the nearest orcish um, burial mound is. Uh, why? Sorry, that was that was an internal yeah. why. That was not, I, I, a, that was not yeah, an actual question it. why. <laughs> um, but yeah. But I just, I need more materials for my next experiment. And, well, you all are made out of some fine stuff. You are. But that's not how we put our kin to the next life. You cannot just cannibalize the dead. I'm not going to cannibalize the dead. Right. I'm not going to just cannibalize the dead. I'm going to ask them if they want to come back. Uh... Is that how you got... 12 and 37, Roderick? And he turns and goes, Yeah! I... Everyone in camp turns towards 12 and 37. Fuck. Very audible facepalm again. 12 and 37 both nod. What race were they? Dead? Who are they? Okay, dead is not a race, Roderick. Well, it's a way of life, isn't it? <laughs> well, it sounds like what Roderick is asking is that sometimes spirits wish to come back. But I also know that genuinely, or I would think generally that orcs, when we when we go, are not... I mean, obviously people can still have unfinished business, but we tend to be living enough in the moment that I doubt you'll find very many good candidates in an orcish uh, gravesite. Yeah, Roger so I'll sort of... you know, say to the, uh, you know, to, to the leader, yeah, so is it so bad if he asks if they are able to say no, uh, then I assume that, that Roderick will respect their wishes and, and leave them be, uh, you know, to, to rest peacefully. It's not just the wishes of the dead that we're respecting here. We also have to respect the wishes of the living. If they don't want to tell us where their dead are buried, we're not going. Alright, just try to keep her charge happy. That's not our job. Our job is to take him to his destination. 
Fair. There is not a lacking in cultures who would be more akin, more keen on letting us do that, but this is not one of them. Roderick just sort of literally kicks rocks. <laughs> fine. We're already going out of our way to the, the place on the map that says, don't fucking go here. I'm, <laughs> I'm, oh, yeah. I am. And so he pops up and interrupts you and goes, I forgot. We're going there. I don't need to go to the Barrow Mountain. We're going to that place. Uh, yep. I just yep. make a, I just, I just give a look of help me to the orc leader. <laughs> he smiles and says, sorry, you're busy. Uh, you have your, <laughs> you know, your boss and your charge and all that. He sort of <laughs> smirks wide. <laughs> yeah, I know. I didn't, none of this was a choice, but we're here now. I think, I think it's time we take our leave. I thank you all for your hospitality. I wish, you know, wish you clear roads, open skies, fair weather, and uh, to pay you that drink we owe you someday. The orc leader smiles and nods and says, we're packing up soon anyway. Mayor paths cross again. Absolutely. Let's so, get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you all continue to go. Yep. Uh, it's about the majority of the day traveled when you all in the distance can see a high rise of crumbling ruins. The size of which is akin to um, a castle. I mean, it kind of looks like a castle. Nice. It has big walls, and in the center, you can see the tip top of, like, a structure that is reminiscent of, like, the Mayan temples that are, like, the steps. Cool. And uh, as you all sort of see that fall into the view on the horizon in the mid to late afternoon, that's where we'll end things today. Yeah. Oh, boy. I've been your host and Dungeon Master Kenny. We had our entire Rat Beak party, including but not limited to, but exactly limited to, our uh, Barbarian. Ahanzi, played by Melanie. Our fighter, No Paladin. Uh, that would be Becky, played by Tyler. Our Paladin, Some Fighter. Torin, played by James. Our Warlock. Elise, playing Thistle. And our Clerk. Masami, played by Katie. Good night, everybody, and thanks for joining us. Bye, Good night. Bye.